Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha. Namaste. Namaste, everyone. Uh, this evening on page 131 uh, of the Shiva Advanced Puja book, we're going to discuss, first and foremost, Agamarsana. And Agamarsana means actually inner cleaning. Uh, there's a, a, a bidi and a mudra and a kriya for performing a cleansing of your nasal passages and your sinuses and uh, then performing pranayam. So it says uh, you perform jal neti, which is mm, neti. Uh, you take the water into your left nostril and then you shake it around in the Agnya Chakra and let it flow out from the right nostril and then you give it a good blow and wipe yourself off and that's Jal Neti. And from the Samanya Arga, that was the one on the right side, the ordinary offering of water for, and you take that into your left palm, you inhale it through the ear, the left nostril, and bring it in a way up into the Agnya Chakra and shake it all around, clean all your sinuses out and then expel it through the pingala or the right nostril and blow out your nasal passages so they are clean and dum -da -dum, introducing the three mantras which begin with Ritam Satyam, Ritam Cha Satyam Chabidat uh, from truth, etc. Internal cleaning is the name of the seer. That's what's being the, the vision in the, the, the perception of the sadhak is internal cleansing. Anishtup is the meter. There's 32 syllables to the birth. Who changes the intensity of reality is the, is the divinity. Uh, equal in merit to the horse sacrifice, and that means also the sacrifice of the, uh, the, in, the intrinsic desire to unite with God. Just as a horse who is always seeking his own home, is, uh, we sadhus uh, are always seeking to go home, uh, like a barn sour horse uh, who always wants to return to the barn. Uh, so, uh, equal in merit to the horse sacrifice, this practice is offered in application. That's the Dini Hug, uh, the application on Ritam Chasatyam Chabitat. From truth, from the imperishable truth, the performers of tapasya, or strict spiritual discipline, have come. Anybody who does tapasya, anybody who is consecrated to a strict spiritual discipline, they have come from truth. And they are living in truth. And they are going towards the truth. Ritam, this imperishable truth. Chastatyam, it's the absolute truth. Uh, then came forth the night and then the sea of objects and relationships with the multitude of its waves. So the night is the darkness, the unknowable, the inability to quantify how much is the vast, how big is this creation. The inability to quantify creation is the night and then comes the quantifiable, which is the ocean of samsa, objects and relationships. Every re object in existence has a relationship to every other object. And that's samsara. Sara is an ocean. And sam is all. The ocean of all. Objects, that's people and that's things and that's animals and birds and fish. And we have a relationship to every one of them. Every one of us has a relationship to every other thing in creation which has come forth from truth. And that's the sea of objects and relationships with the multitude of its waves. And those waves mean the movement, the transformation, the cyclical transformation, aim, ring, cling. Creation, preservation, transfer. All the threes, cha, are moving. Munda in the paradigm of reality. Vich of the samvit, which is all that is knowable. Che, as perceived by consciousness. 
and, and from the fluctuations of the waves and on the sea, the years came forth. The night transformed into day. The unknowable became knowable. It became illuminated. And we, sadhus, became illuminated. Understanding what is the nature of deva, divine, divinity, comes from deep to shine. So the, the devas are really, we call them gods, but they're the shining ones. And the rishis see, ish, to perceive, they see, again, just like the shining ones see, they see this illumination from the night, it transformed into day. From the, from the lack of knowledge became wisdom. The illuminated wisdom and the universe took birth. And the sun and the moon gave forth their lights in accordance with the command of the Creator. Remember, He commanded from the Agya Chakra. He gives the orders from the, from the Agya Chakra, the sun and the moon and the fire, the three eyes of consciousness, the three eyes of divinity. The sun is wisdom and the moon is devotion. The fire is the light of purity, the purifying light of meditation. So the sun and the moon gave forth their light in accordance with the command of the Creator from the Agya Chakra and the earth, the atmosphere, and the heavens. Bur, Buha, Shwa, were his own. And now we perform the Jal Neti and clean the Agya Chakra and let get rid of the extra water, and then we'll perform Pranayam. <sighs> Inhale through the Ira and recite your mantra ten times. Sorry, I did 11. And then exhale through the pingala. And then inhale through the pingala. And recite your mantra 10 times. Sorry, I did 11. And then exhale through the ear. It's supposed to be 11. <laughs> and you can go back and forth as many times as you like, so long as you finish the puja. <laughs> you must come back to waking consciousness at the culmination. When you've completed this agamarshan, this alternate nostril breathing, uh, then you come back to meditation. From, from your meditation, you come back to complete the puja. And now we're going to do the Bahya Matrika Nyas. Uh, there are two Matrika Nyasas. The Matrikas, uh, let's see what the author wrote here, and then we'll give you another explanation. <laughs> I could go on and on without the book, but that would make another book. <laughs> Every object in creation has a name to correspond to its form. Nam and Rup. There is a name which is agreed upon by the customs of language, what we call, may call an object, and there is a natural sound which is being emitted as a consequence of the vibrations which are taking place in the object itself, the movement of protons, neutrons, electrons, quarks, etc., 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 subatomic part. There's, something, there's a vibration going on inside every object. So there's a name we've agreed upon to call it, uh, uh, iPad. <laughs> I used to say book. <laughs> In the olden days, when I read books, I don't read books anymore, sorry about that. I only write them. Uh, iPad. Now that's an, a, a name that you look up in the dictionary, that's the dictionary definition of this object. But there is movement inside this object. I believe there's a lot of movement going on inside this object. There are all these electronic particles bumping into each other's and turning over zeros and ones, and they're making all this cacophony of vibration inside, which is giving me this knowledge. And that's what we're calling 
the natural name of the object, what he calls himself. There's a name that we gave it, iPad. iPad. I don't think it works. And there's a name that he calls himself, which is the totality of all the vibration which is going on within. So every manifested object of creation has a vibration, whether perceivable or not. And every vibration emits a sound, whether audible to the physical organ of hearing or not. And every sound is expressible by a letter, which symbolizes the sound that most closely approximates the vibration indicated, so that all the letters of the alphabet symbolize the total possibility of all vibrations which can be evolved or can be expressed, the totality of creation. And this natural name is called the Beej Mantra, the natural name of a phenomenon or a relationship or an object. And this, it's also often translated as a seed mantra. These bijas are another name for the matrikas, the letters of the Sanskrit alphabet. In Sanskrit philosophy, the microcosm is an exact replica of the macrocosm, and hence every physical body contains all the vibrations possible in the cosmos. And Bahyamatrika Nyasa means the establishment of the letters of the Sanskrit alphabet within the outside or the gross body. I'm going to put these alphabets all throughout my body because I wear and carry around with me every vibration which can evolve into creation. And Bahyamatrika Nash ascribes a position in each of the centers of activity for each of the letters so that the worshiper can understand and experience the totality of creation as existing within the physical body. Everything is within me. It's the eighth chapter of the Rudra Stadhyay. Shanti, Santashtame, Priyashtame, Pushtishtame, Tushtishtame, Yagain, Kalpantam. It's all inside me. It's all in me. This entire creation. By using the different mudras described, the worshiper begins by placing 16 vowels in their respective positions. And now, I made this little code, and I hope you can understand it. Bear with me. One, two, three, four, five. Pretty self-explanatory. Not too much science required there. So, if it says one to the four base, well, one, two, three, four, okay, right at the base, that's called Tatwa Mudra. Ah. And uh, uh, number four to the right eye, or we have number one to the right ear, or you have one, three, and five in different places, and these are the mudras that we're going to use both on the right hand and the left hand. So let's just do this mantra. Yes. And that's the Bahyamatrika Nyas. I just put on a covering of vibrations of the universe. I wear the universe just like Shiva. Chidamam the Rupa, Shivo Hum, Shivo Hum. Let's put those same matrikas in each of the chakras. 16 vowels in the Bishud, and 12 for consonants in the Anahata, and 10 consonants in the Manipur, and 6 in the Swadishtan, and 4 in Muladhar, and 2 in the Agnya Chakra. We're going to use Tatva Mudra for this one. It's one to four base. That's pretty base. Basic Mudra. Tatva Mudra. 
So I put them all in each of the chakras and now I've got my centers of energy are alive and welcome, welcoming all the vibrations of the universe. I can find which vibration comes from which chakra just by figuring out what the natural name of that phenomena is. I can locate it inside my chakras and evolve a harmony with the entire universe. You put on your garment, you take off your garment. Let's do it backwards. Because she's dancing across the stage of consciousness. And we should do the Bhakya Matrika Nyas backwards too. So if you know, when you go to have an operation on your hand especially, you want your doctor, the surgeon, to know his material forwards and backwards. Just like the back of his hand. When you go to court, you want your solicitor to know the barrister who will represent you. He should know his material. He want, you want him to know your case forwards and backwards. When I go see a sadhu, I want him to know the alphabet forwards and backwards. <laughs> So we've got all those vibrations within us. And we wear the creation. We can touch you <laughs> Mom, you can touch me anytime you like. You touched me a long time ago. And now we're going to, uh, oh, let's talk, what did he write about the Madrikanyas? Following Panini's grammar, which is the most authoritative on the subject, that's a little too much uh, philosophy. You can read this in your own time. Uh, uh, and there, uh, on page 140, you'll find a diagram of the chakras and which bija goes on which petal of which chakra, just as I just demonstrated to you. So you can look at that, too. It's a, that's a fun thing to look at. And now we're going to worship the body of the Divine Mother and touch her feet. I used to be able to do that. It's easier to touch hers. Sri Dirgayati Nama Pado Pujayami Giri Jayati Nama Kulpao Pujayami I bow to the reliever of difficulties and worship her feet. I bow to the unconquerable one from the mountains and worship her angles. I bow to the unseverable energy and worship her knees. I bow to the beloved of consciousness and worship her thighs. I bow to the daughter of the mountain and worship her hips. I bow to the one purified by knowledge and worship her navel. I bow to the mother of the perceivable universe and worship her stomach. I bow to the energy of welfare and worship her sternum. I bow to the energy of infinite goodness and worship her heart. I bow to the energy of the great seer of all and worship her throat. I bow to the she who is praised by the universe and worship her shoulders. I bow to she who takes away darkness and worship her arms. I bow to she who is sacred study and worship her hands. I bow to she who grants boons and worship her mouth. I bow to she of excellent music and worship her nose. You remember that? <laughs> See you back, Slim music. I bow to the lotus-eyed one and worship her eyes. I bow to the mother of all and worship her head. And I bow to the goddess and worship her whole body. That's our errors and omissions clause, just in case we omitted it. 
And now I have boys high in the muladara, ra in the um, uh, um, uh, in the anahat, uh, e in the akya chakra, and rim on the sahasra, haram in ring, and I take a little bath in ring, take a shower in ring, and I wash myself all over with ring. So I take a bath in the mantra of the manifestation of all vibrations in the gross body, in the subtle body, in the causal body, in perfection. Ring, 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 ring. Cover yourself with that ring. Remember what it means. Ikara Karanamaso Ring Karaham Turiyakam. The letter Ha indicates the gross body, that which is perceivable through the senses, that which is empirically perceived. The letter Ra is the subtle body, that which is conceived in your mind. And the letter E is that which is known through intuition or meditation. What did I say here? Is the causal body. And as the entire letter Ring, I am beyond manifestation. So she manifests in the gross body that's called Prataksh, where we have a, an empirical experience of the external phenomena. And in the subtle body, it's called Pratyai, where we have a mental construct, a mental conception of the subtle concept that exists in here. And in the causal body, we have precaution, illumination, which we can only say as Immanuel Kant was to say, it's a priori knowledge. <laughs> there is no logic behind it. It's a priori. <laughs> and now we're going to put the yantra on our chest. Every deity sits on a yantra. Every, even the sadhu sit on the yantra. Even the guy, the pujari, who's going to make the worship, puts a yantra under his asana or her asana. So we're going to put a yantra on our chest, and we're going to say, hey, chief, hey, shakti, here's a yantra. Come sit here. I invite you to come here. I'm putting the yantra right here. And the yantra is a road map. And the roadmap shows step by step. How did I end? How did I go about this dastardly deed of calling the supreme divinity beyond manifestation to come and sit here on this asana? And that's what the yantra is. It's a roadmap. So let's put on the yantra. Om and that shakta ki namo kurmai namo namtai namo pratibhi namo kshivrasmudrai namo shweta dipai namo mani mandapai namo kalpariksai namo mani vedikai namo ratan singhasanai namo om dharmai namo gyanai namo vairagyai namo ishvarkai namo adharmai namo gyanai namo adharagyai namo ishvarkai namo patmai namo namtai namo om surya mandalaya dvadashkalat mani namo om soma mandalaya shavrashkalat mani namo mandari mandalaya daskalat mani namo sam satvai namo rangrajas and if you want, you can say, Offer her an asana. You please accept this asana. I'm giving you a place to see. It's the most honored and cherished and the highest exalted seat in the whole temple. Right here, the center where my ring ended up. Ganatmane Namo. So I bow to the primal energy which sustains existence. I bow to the tortoise which supports creation. I bow to infinity personified as the thousand-headed snake upon whom he holds aloft the world's Vishnu sits and reclines on Ananta on the edge of infinity. I bow to the earth. I bow to the milk ocean or the ocean of nectar, the infinite expanse of existence from which all is manifest. That's Kshira Samudra, Samudra the samudra, the, the ocean of purity, of pure consciousness, infinite consciousness, the ocean of infinite consciousness. I bow to the island of purity which is in the ocean. Go ahead, take the journey with me. There's this ocean of infinite consciousness and there's an island of purity in the middle of the ocean. 
I bow to the palace of gems which is on the island. And that's the home of the Divine Mother. And on, in the palace courtyard, there's the tree of fulfillment which satisfies all desires and it's growing in the center of the palace courtyard. So you enter into the palace and you see this tree of fulfillment and you have no other desire. Come with me. I bow to the altar containing the gems of wisdom. Underneath the tree, there's an altar. And all the wisdom, all the gems of wisdom are shining, radiating, radiantly, blazingly shining, and pouring forth their uchwa, uchwa, their radiant wisdom, the radiance of wisdom. And uh, on the altar, is the throne of the jewel. Oh, go inside. On the, on the altar under the tree from which there's no other desire, there's the throne of the jewel. And I bow to Dharma, the way of truth and harmony, or the ideals of perfection. And I bow to Gan, to, the, to wisdom. And I bow to Voyaragyo, to detachment or freedom from attachment. And I bow to the imperishable qualities, Aishwarja. I, I only want to be one with the infinite. The transient, transient nature does not have any attraction for me. This world of Maya has no pull. And thank God you released me. I bow to disharmony. Namaste. Thanks for letting me go. I bow to ignorance. I'm glad you're gone too. I bow to all my attachments. Oh, thank you for leaving me alone. And I bow to the transient world What a relief. Bye-bye. <laughs> I bow to the infinite. I bow to the lotus. Oh, we bow to the 12 aspects of the realm of the sun. Tapini, tapini, dumra, marichi, dwalini, ruchi, sudumra, bogda, vishwa, bodini, darini, shama. Containing heat, emanating heat, smoky, ray-producing, burning, lustrous, purple, or smoky, red, granting enjoy or enjoyment universal, which makes known, productive of consciousness, which supports, which forgives. The twelve aspects of the realm of wisdom. Om, ooh, I bow to the sixteen aspects of the realm of the moon, the, the, the realms of devotion. Amrita, Pranada, Pusha, Tushti, Pushti, Rati, Driti, Shashini, Chandrika, Kanti, Jyotsna, Sri, Priti, Angada, Purna, Purnamrita. Nectar, which sustains life, which supports satisfying, nourishing, playful constancy, unfailing producer of joy, beauty, enhanced by love, light, grandeur of prosperity, affectionate, purifying the body, complete and full of bliss. The 16 elements of the moon, the moon of devotion. Om Ma. We bow to the 10 aspects of the realm of fire, the light of meditation, the purifier, Dumra, Archi, Dwalini, Sukshma, Dwalini, Zisfulingini, Sushri, Surupa, Kapila, Hapya, Kapya, Baha, Smoky, red, flaming, shining, subtle, burning, sparkling, beautiful, well-formed, tawny, the messenger to gods and ancestors. Om, I bow to sattva, to activity, execution, light, knowledge, being. Om Rang, I bow to rajas, I bow to desire, inspiration, and becoming. Om Tham, I bow to Thomas, I bow to wisdom. Thomas is Gan Shakti, the energy of wisdom. Because when everything is dark, then you see the light. In fact, were it not for the darkness, we would never see the light. Darkness does not necessarily mean ignorance. Could just be dark. <laughs> <laughs> and that darkness exposes the light. Were it not for Kali, we would never have Gauri. They are the two sides of the same coin. Thank you, Gauri. Thank you, Kali. <laughs> so I'm out of the darkness which exposes the light to 
rest. I bow to the soul and I bow to the innermost soul and I bow to the universal soul or the consciousness which exceeds manifestation. I bow to the soul of infinite wisdom. And that's the completion of the, the pitanyas that describes the asan. It describes the path. We go to the, the infinite ocean of pure consciousness and find the isle of jewels. And in the, on the isle of jewels is the palace. And in the courtyard of the palace, there's the tree which fulfills all the other desires. There's no other desire when you get in there. And then you see underneath the tree there's an altar of gems. And when you see the altar of gems you get the, the, the throne of the jewel. And on top of the throne of the jewel is where God sits. And that is the highest prize. Hrim Ganat Manin. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. Why are you finished? Uh, <laughs> because uh, uh, if we start the next subject now, Ma, uh, it'll go on for a long time. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to start to meditate on the form of Shiva and the nyasas of Shiva and how to establish Shiva's mantra in your, throughout your body and throughout your hands. So everything you touch is touched by Shiva, for Shiva, through Shiva, with Shiva, for the purpose of serving Shiva. Right. <laughs> Chidananda Rupa Shivoham Shivoham. <laughs> yeah, that Shiva gets around. <laughs> you, you got a nice guy. <laughs> Let's see if there are any questions about what we've covered so far. And if there are no more questions, well, we'll continue. There, there are questions. Oh. Okay. We have a question from Sadatmananda in Washington. Namaste, Sadatmananda. In the Vini Yoga for the Neti, it says, Who changes the intensity of reality? Who is this? <laughs> you, you are, who changes the, the intensity of reality. Bhava Vrittam Devata, Bhava Vritti. He creates the Vritti in the Bhava. He changes your Bhava. Change and modification is Vritti. Vritrashur changes in duality. And that's why Indra was charged with slaying the de de deity of duality. Uh, now, Bhava Prithi is the who changes your Bhavana. And he is the Rishi and the Devata of this, uh, this uh, uh, of Kriya. Yes, please. We have a question from Sadhana Shakti. Yes, Sadhana Shakti, namaste. When we are doing pranayam, do we want to inhale the ira in Pingala so slow that, so that we can't hear the breath, or does that matter? Thank you. It doesn't matter. What you do want to inhale is sufficient oxygen to recite your mantra 10 times, or 20 times, or 30 times, whatever your sankalpa is. So you want to have sufficient air. It's not just so you can hear or not hear, but so that you have enough air to make jump while you're holding your breath. But remember, you have to come back to finish the puja. <laughs> or finish the class, as the case may be. 
Yes, please, Shivani. No. <laughs> Where the line is over the R and the line is under the R. Oh. No, no, no. There's, there's, um, there's two reams. One, the, the R just has the dot underneath with no line above. And the other one, there's a dot below. Oh, yeah. There's a long uh, re and a short re. And there's a long re uh, and a, a short re. Uh, so that's the long and the short. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an e, e, re, 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 uh, one is uh, elongated. It's like uh, uh, the e in get and the e, e in feet. Huh? Uh, that, that may be a little bit more understandable. <laughs> yes, please. We have a question from Kaushiki in Canada. Namaste, Kaushiki Ma! It is very cold here. Will pranayam keep me warm? Will I produce Tejas? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And there are various forms of pranayam which will keep you warm all the time. Uh, one that was taught to us by Swami Ram Kripaluji, which he used in the Himalayas for many, many years, is called Shitala. And shitala is where you only breathe in through the ira and you only breathe out from the ira. So it's... That may be a very, uh, uh, some help to you, Koshiki. Uh, it certainly breaks me break into a sweat. <laughs> yes, please. Um, is my understanding that uh, Shiva doesn't have a bead mantra of his own, his bead is silence? And if that were true, would, how does one use the resonance with Hreem to bridge the, the relationship between Hreem and the silence? Hreem uh, will take you to Om. And Shiva is in the Om. Uh, and he's in the Om Namah Shivaya. Om, I bow to Shiva. I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. But the Rim will take you, the mother will bring you to your dad. Uh, it's just the way of the world. Uh, if you chant the Bij Mantra of Maya, she's going to take you to Papa. <laughs> And that's the way it works. <laughs> so she'll, she'll bring you into relationship with Om, and in Om, Shiva is there. Now, Shiva's manifested form is Rudra, and Rudra we defined as Asru Triate, the reliever of sufferings who takes away the tears. And his bija is Hum. Om Hum Rudra Devaya Namaha will also take you to Om Namaha Shivaya. So, Rudra, Hum, Bija, is Saguna. He is Siva with qualities, with characteristics, with guna, sa, with gunas, with attributes. And Om Namah Shivaya, we're talking about the consciousness of infinite goodness. And that's pretty good. I mean, everyone do this exercise right now while we're sitting here. Picture the greatest goodness you can possibly picture. Close your eyes and picture the highest, greatest goodness, the best. It's, it's so good that, I mean, this is as good as it gets. And now, make it better. And make it better still. And make it better still. And when you get to the place where you can't possibly make it any better, that's where the meditation of Shiva begins.
Om Namah Shivaya. Our consciousness is filled with goodness, with purity, with clarity, with infinity. There are no limitations. Every time I want to draw a line and say, this is the boundary, this is the edge, this is as far as I can go. Well, then what's on the other side? <laughs> and you just got to keep expanding and expanding until you just lose your mind. And that's what a mantra does. <laughs> it blows your mind. <laughs> It at a mantraate, it takes away your mind. And that's how it works. You just keep expanding the concept of infinite goodness. How big is infinity? And make it bigger and better and brighter and stronger until it you can't contain it anymore. You're bigger than this. This limited form is just too small to define infinite consciousness. I know the contents inside is the same quality as the contents outside. I know the infinite space, what we call Mahakash. Infinite space is the same as limited space. The only difference is the container. But the space inside is the same as the space outside. Well, the consciousness inside is the same as the consciousness outside, except this container is defining it as separate. But it's not really different. It just appears to be different because of the way we look at the container. Now, when you expand that container and you're in expansion mode, then you just get bigger and bigger and bigger until this universe, this cosmos, this uh, entire papancha, everything that's become manifest in creation, whether in this galaxy or the next one. If you're a Trekkie on, on the next uh, galaxies, it, it's all me. It's all me. Every vibration, every atom, every movement, every, every, every movement produces friction. All friction produces sound. All sound emits vibration. Every vibration is within me. I just did it. It's all inside me. This is the body of God. Now that's where meditation begins. That's where we want to meditate. Put the vibrations inside and put the divinity inside. I establish you within. Here, I prepared the yantra for you. I got a roadmap. I told you just how I did it. I went to the, the infinite ocean of consciousness and then I went to the island of purity and I went to the tree, to the palace of jewels and I went to the tree of fulfillment and I went to the altar of gems and I saw the throne of the jewel and I saw the goddess was sitting on the throne. That's the lady I'm inviting. Next question. We have a question from Ambika in Princeton. Namaste, Ambika. Namaste, Sham. Namaste. Using the neti pot in the morning, I first pour water into the right side, into the right nostril, and then I pour it into the left one. The book says to only inhale it through the left side. What is the difference in these two practices? Oh, you can do it any way you want. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, hey, I'll bet you there, there's a sadhu on every corner saying, don't do it like that. <laughs> It, it just whatever book you pick up and they, if it feels right then do it that way whatever your par is whatever your tradition is whatever your guru told you to do do it that way you're not going to do it wrong there, you don't lose points for putting it in the left side and spitting it out the right side I mean nobody's giving you a grade in this stuff Ambika <laughs> professor nobody is giving grades here so it, you love your way. I, I mean, we're giving you guidelines how you can have a really successful love affair. 
but I'm not in the bedroom with you. You go there and do it your own way. You, you, you love your own way. He, he's your deity. You can put him on your left nose or you can put him on your right nose. It just doesn't make any difference. What it, you just stick him in your nose. <laughs> That's the only issue is that you do. Not how you do it, what you do, what you say when you do it. That you are doing it. You are making an effort. You're trying your best to be with him according to what some Swami wrote down some years ago. Do it the way you learned in school. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't try to debate idle philosophies with intellectuals. <laughs> we'll bore you to death. <laughs> and you'll waste all your time. You won't have any time left for the sadhana. Just do it. Yes, please, Shivani. Um, as we chant any mantra, is it activating chakras according to the letters? I'm sorry, I can't hear. As we chant any mantra, is it activating chakras according to the letters that are in that mantra? Well, according to the letters that are in the mantra, certain vibrations are emitted more strongly. But each mantra has a, a total holistic meaning, a holistic energy, a holistic uh, attitude that it evokes from the, 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 the sadhu or sadhika. And it, it, when you chant a mantra, I, if it's a mantra, if it's a bija, you want to pay attention to each letter in the beach. Because there's only one letter. It's easy. But if it's a mantra, like a, a Vedic mantra or an Anishtuk Chandu mantra, there are 32 syllables. How are you going to pay attention to every letter and still get the meaning? And still get the vibration? Still get the... Uh, you're you're debating philosophies, idle philosophies with intellectuals. You're dissecting it too small. Don't try to think your way through your love affair. Please feel the love. Don't try to intellectualize your love affair. Have this love affair with God and enjoy it. And be feel privileged to be there and take the greater meaning of that mantra. I am bowing to infinite consciousness. I'm putting that consciousness in my heart. That's enough. I don't have to say, oh, what is the meaning of na? What is the meaning of ma? What is the meaning of sa? What is the meaning of e? What is the meaning of ba? I can. But on your own time. I gotta get through this puja. If I do my, my puja in the morning takes two hours and 45 minutes. Now, if I st stopped in the middle and said, okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna recite the meaning of every letter of every mantra in the puja, it would take me the whole day in a one puja. I'd never get through. Well, I got a pot to do when I get through with the puja. <laughs> How am I gonna do that? I gotta recite some scripture. Oh, I got a life to lead. <laughs> I can't spend my time dissecting the meaning of every letter of every word on every page. You're chopping it a little too fine. Be aware, it does exist. And if necessary, you can go there. If you want to enhance the meaning, if you want to amplify the meaning, if you want to go deeper and deeper into the meaning of one mantra, you are capable. Empower yourself with that capacity. However, what you're actually trying to do is get the whole baba, the whole gestalt. You want it all, the whole enchilada. And that means you got to eat it. You can't sit there looking at every piece of lettuce on the enchilada. Oh, this one. <laughs> take it, stick it in your mouth and take a bite. <laughs> uh, I mean, mama's enchiladas are really thick. <laughs> Open wide and, and take a, a bite. Yes, please. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia. There have been many times when you and Ma have gone into places of violence and done exuberant puja, bringing factions into one worship. 
But can we do the same with our own singular private worship? Yep. Absolutely. Julia, what you can do is create such a bhavana of peace within yourself that you go wherever you go and you create a feeling of peace. You've got the attitude of peace. Uh, you, you know, a, a ma goes to San Francisco and we go visit people, we go to the hospital, we go visit the doctor. Shivani, what's it like to go to the doctor with ma? Uh, do you like to carry the groceries? <laughs> yeah, she brings something for everybody in the hospital. The patients, the nurses, the technicians, the doctors, everybody's got a bag. We, 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 we walked into the hospital in Bangladesh, remember that, Mom? We had three guys carrying boxes of, of apples, you know, the... Uh, Apples are very hard to find in Bangladesh. They all come from India. And so we had all these, uh, we had all these apples uh, and we brought the apples and passed them out to the, in every ward. We just walked down the, uh, through the wards and passing out apples. Uh, she brings the groceries. I mean, she walks into the hospital and everyone lights up. She walks out. You won't believe it's Kali Yuga in San Francisco when Ma goes to town. It's just so much fun to go with her. Did you ever go to the hospital with Daitya? Yeah. Yeah? What's it like? Well, there were a lot of bags to carry. <laughs> a lot of bags to carry. Absolutely. Nobody could think to carry so many bags to the hospital. <laughs> they bring the bags home from the hospital. She brought something for everybody. She came as a representative of light and peace. Julia, become a representative of light and peace by doing the puja every day, by establishing that peace within. Wherever you go, you'll carry yourself as a great ascetic and everyone will see your light. You will bring peace to all the conflicts that you enter into or even walk past. They'll just stop for a moment and say, what was that? <laughs> We have a question from Ambika. Namaste Ambika. During the worship of the Divine Mother's body, is there a specific reason for each name or quality in the part of the body it's put to? Yes. For example, music in the nose? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Didn't you ever hear? <laughs> you sing through your nose. I mean, not just from your mouth. <laughs> you sing through it. You use it all. Let it come. The sound comes actually where the eyes, ears, nose, and mouth unite, that's where the vibration emanates from. So the prana comes up from the muladhara and it's, you've used your billows. This isn't all fat. Hey, look at me, I've lost 40 pounds. Right. But you put all that prana in the belly and then you push it upstairs and you create this vibration where the eyes, ears, nose, mouth meet and then comes out the I don't know what you heard outside. But I can tell you, it's really a nice place to be inside. Because you're breathing from the whole, the whole apparatus is in function. The whole thing is in play. And now we've got this vibration radiating and circulating, emanating all throughout our body, all throughout our consciousness. It fills consciousness with that bhavana, that feeling. And it comes out half through the nose, half through the mouth, a little through the ears, coming a little out of the, out of the, out of the eyeballs. I've got my om is everywhere. We have a related question from Sadat Mananda. Okay, Sadat Mananda, please. Is this process of putting, uh, worshiping the body of the Divine Mother related to the gods giving their light to the goddess in the Chandi? Yes, it's exactly the same as chapter 2 of the Chandi where everyone poured forth their light and all the lights united into one light and it took on a female form and it became the manifestation of the Mother of the Universe. You're exactly right. And she was brilliantly 
blazing and she's wearing a yellow sari with a red border and really something to see. We have a question from Usha. Namaste Usha Ma! I'm a little confused. I have been putting things on a picture of the yantra. Are we supposed to imagine it on our chest and touch it with mudra or do both? Both! And there's more coming, I promise you! It ain't over yet! You ain't seen nothing yet! Usha, we're going to put the yantra on our chest, we're going to put the yantra on our altar, we're going to put the yantra in the fireplace, and then we're going to establish the goddess in our chest and the goddess on our altar and the goddess in the fire, and then we're going to be so capable with that yantra, you can superimpose that yantra over any surface that you choose. Just draw it right there. And then take that divinity. You see, the yantra is merely a mode of perception. You can, can, you can perceive the mantra. You can conceive the existence of the mantra anywhere you choose to superimpose that mantra. And then take the energy and put it on a flower. And take that flower and give it to those you love. And put it on the yantra that you just put on their chest and perceive them as the manifestation of divinity. And take that energy and put it back on the flower and move that flower to wherever you choose. It's palpable. Absolutely, you can absolutely feel that it's actually transformation of energy. The energy is moving on the flower, and the flower is moving towards the yantra, and the yantra is superimposed upon any object I conceive as divine. <laughs> and then you just take that energy back, put it on another flower, and you can move it wherever you choose to anyone or anything all the way around the world. <laughs> so that people will come from India or from London or from any, from all over the, the universe. All the gods and goddesses will come. They all want to be part of what's going on in the Devi here. <laughs> yes, Sivani. Because that's our yantra. Yantra is not specific to a deity or to a puja. Yantra is specific to a sadhu or sadhika. Uh, so you take initiation in a yantra. And then that's your yantra. You are authorized, qualified to allow any form of divinity to sit on that yantra, just as you are authorized and empowered to place that yantra on any form that you choose to conceive of as divine. It's the yantra with which you take initiation. It's not Shiva's yantra. It's not Durga's yantra. It's not Kali's yantra. It's not Chandi's yantra. It's my yantra. And I'm authorized to invite Kali, Lakshmi, Saraswati, Durga, Chandi, or anybody else I want to sit on my yantra. It's my yantra. I've taken initiation in that yantra. I've uh, studied that yantra. I understand that yantra. I don't have a collection of yantras. I have a yantra. And I have a mantra that goes with the yantra. And that gives me a tantra. Mantra is mantrayate, that which takes away your mind. Yantra is a tool. The intellectual understanding, the explanation of the mantra. Where's the roadmap? Where am I trying to go? What's the goal? What's the objective? What's the path? I'm going to the ocean of infinite consciousness and purity. I'm going to the island of jewels. I'm going to the, to the palace of jewels and gems. I'm going to the courtyard of the palace. I'm going to see the tree that, that takes away all the other desires. Underneath the tree is the altar of gems and jewels. And then the, 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 uh, the throne of the jewels. 
And that's where she sits. That's where I'm going. Now, you want to go someplace else, they take another yantra, take another map. I have nothing to do about that. I'm taking my journey. So you take a yantra with your guru. You, when you take your guru, your guru is the example you want to follow. So you say, guru, I like where you went. <laughs> I want to follow. How did you get there? And guru says, here's a map. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's not that hard. I like where you went. How can I follow you? Here's the map. <laughs> this is just what I did. This is what I said. This is how I sat. This is how I breathed. This is where I put the mantras. This is where I put the beaches. This is where I put the nod. This is from where I get the bindu. Come on. <laughs> Come and join me. If you choose. Yes, please. If you're chanting a mantra and you use, want to use a yantra to visualize to help aid the, the chanting of the mantra, would you use the, the yantra that is of, of you as the sadhu, like Sahasra Chandi Yantra, or would you use the, a mantra matching the uh, a yantra matching the mantra you're chanting? You could do either, but I prefer, I would recommend that you use the mantra that has been given to you, that you have learned, that you have practiced, that you've studied, that you understand, rather than taking a new yantra that you don't know and using that. Now, if you know many yantras, that's a very big order. Because each of us, all of us, there are, when you go to sadhu school, there are six subjects. There's Biakaran, which is grammar, Ucharan, pronunciation, Itihas and Sahiti as one subject, uh, uh, history and literature. That's because you only know the history by studying the literature. Itihas, uh, Sahitya, uh, Jyotish. Uh, 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 when do you do what puja, for what purpose? Astrology. What time does the puja begin? When do you do? Tomorrow's Shivaratri. Okay, that's Jyotish. Darshan uh, Shast is philosophy. And Padhoti is how do you weave this all together? How do you make sense of it? How do you offer this? How do you... It's Tantra. Padhoti is Tantra. Mantra, Yantra, Tantra. Mantra is an intuitive experience. Yantra is an intellectual understanding. A tantra is a practical application. In order to have that intellectual understanding, what do you do? You got to sit a certain way, you got to breathe a certain way, you got to put the flowers here, you got to pour the water there, you got to breathe this way or that way or the other way. You stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. You got to do something. That's the tantra. What do you do? How do you practically make this practice manifest? How do I use the mantra? It's the tantra. Tantra means to weave, like the warp and the woof of a cloth. You weave together all the disciplines that you've been studying, grammar, pronunciation, history, literature, in what context, in what, in what attitude, in what experience did the rishis give us this mantra? How do they apply it in their own lives? What's the context? What's the culture? What's the tradition? And then you put that together. What time or what day do I do what puja? Well, tomorrow Shivaratri. That's a good example. And then the, what's the philosophy behind this? Where am I trying to go? What's the goal? What's the sankalpa? What's the definition of my objective and what is the definition of my process? We all know that there are three things that go into successful enterprise. People, product, and process. That's what makes it successful. If we are sincere sadhus, we've got a great product. The love of God, we want to make it manifest. We put it into distribution. What's the process? Well, tonight the process is drawing the roadmap on your chest. 
We're going to take that roadmap and put it here so it's in our hearts, so we can put God in our hearts, so God can sit on a yantra. And that's the way that we propose to pr proceed. Adecha. We have a question from Vivekananda. Yes, Vivek, namaste. I am trying to lose my mind through the puja, but it takes my mind to do the puja. How do I reconcile this? <laughs> Vivek, you get so focused on the process of doing the puja that you forget all the other stuff. And I guarantee you that's equal to losing your mind. As soon as you forget the rest, you become one with the present. If there is no past, if there is no future, what do you got? Just here and now. Namaste. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaste.